0: Welcome to the BAMCAM with Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we explore how life and financial well-being are intertwined. We'll look into areas concerning motivation and attitude, financial planning, investing, and much more. Our goal is to empower you with the information and resources you need to help manage your money and strive towards the life you've always wanted. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of uncovering your true self and achieving financial independence.
1: Hello and welcome to the BAM Cam podcast with your host, Jack Burnett. And Allison Castellano, I'm Wendy McConnell. Now, Allison, we've got you in your regular place, the the studio that you use. You're all set up, ready for the podcast. But someone is not with you as usual, correct?
2: Correct. Correct. My dad is joining us from another part of the world. Dad, where are you?
3: I'm in Cape Town, South Africa. Greetings.
2: Hi. That was a long flight to get there, huh?
3: Uh, a little over 15 hours uh, from Atlanta to Cape Town. And I slept for seven hours, which is the longest I've ever slept on a plane. So that was not terrible. Yeah.
1: Almost half, almost half of the time on the plane.
3: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah.
1: So w- but when you woke
2: up, how much time was left?
3: Five or six hours.
2: <laughs> that would be really disheartening <laughs> to me.
3: <laughs> well, you know how much of a That's- choice, right? And so it it would have been worse if I'd only slept for four hours, which is more typical.
1: That's true. That's the way to look at the positive side of things, Jack. So I just wanted to put (laughs) out there that things might be a little bit uh, on a delay. Things might seem a little off just a touch because, you know, we're coming in via satellite through South Africa. Allison is going to be talking about uh, Jack and how he's uh, just living his best life. Yeah, he
2: is living his best life. My, my parents, both of them, are living their best life together. So, Dad, y'all travel a lot. Um, where did this desire to travel come from? Whose idea was it? Kind of give us a background.
3: Well, as you know, uh, Allison, when you and your brother were growing up, we did typical family vacations. We went to the beach. We went skiing nearly every year and other trips for the most part, you know, we had an occasional trip to Washington DC and to New York and on vacations, but other trips were typically to see family in other parts of the country. So it was not anything terribly out of the unusual or um, what I might call glamorous or exotic. But when we became empty nesters, when you and your brother Riggs left the house You know, my wife Barbara and I found ourselves having the opportunity to travel by ourselves a little bit. So it opened up some opportunities and it really started probably when we went to China in 2014. Our your brother Riggs was living in China. He had taken a business assignment there for two years. And so we decided to go and we took for the first time ever a two week trip it was the first time I'd ever been away from work for two weeks at a time, and amazingly, my business did not fall apart. <laughs> I realized, you know, it just was not terrible. I had, I still had my current assistant, Katie, was with me uh, even back then, and um, you know, with technology, with cell phone technology and internet technology, I realized that I could still handle some things business-wise from anywhere in the world, and that being away from the office for more than a week at a time was not catastrophic. I know that's a double negative. So anyway, so that kind of opened our eyes. And actually, uh, a little over a year later, uh, a couple that we had met on our China trip suggested we, uh, they pointed out a cruise cruise and suggested for us to take uh, with them, which was a transatlantic cruise from New York to Lisbon. Uh, Barbara and I looked at it, said that might be interesting, might be fun. And we went on that cruise. Uh, Ironically, the other couple backed out. So Barbara and I did it ourselves. And it was a 14 day trip, New York to Lisbon, across the ocean. And I'll never forget about probably five days into this trip, we're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Barbara looked at me and she said, this is the way I want to travel. I I tended to agree with her. We were having a great time and we had already seen some interesting and neat things. And so we haven't looked back. We've traveled pretty extensively since then.
2: Well, tell us where you've been so far this year.
3: A lot of our travel this year seems to be concentrated in the first seven months of the year. This is our last big trip of this year, but we've done several trips. Um, In January, we did a 10-day Caribbean cruise, and we tend to do something like that almost every winter. It's just an opportunity to get out of cold, rainy, dreary Alabama uh, in the middle of the winter and get a little sunshine and that's just kind of emotionally a nice pick me up. Uh, but in February, we spent a week skiing in Deer Valley uh, with your brother and, and his fiance. And next year, Allison, you and Adrian and Laura will be joining us to go skiing.
2: I can't wait to get Laura in her little ski jumpsuit.
3: Uh, we're excited about that as well, Wendy. I, I have already I've owned this snowsuit for Laura since she was about two months old, so she's, <laughs> right she's 10 months old now. So, But uh, we're excited about that. But uh, in March, I squeezed in a long weekend, another ski trip with, with our, my son Riggs. He and I like to get away just him and me uh, once a year for a long weekend. So we went to Jackson hole for that weekend in late April. Uh, Barbara and I went on a two week cruise that began in Rome and uh, hit a couple of ports in Italy and then uh, several ports in Greece and the Greek Isles and then went to Turkey and several ports in Turkey. And we ended up in Istanbul and stayed a couple of days in Istanbul, which was very interesting. And now we're on a trip um, that's beginning in Cape Town. Uh, we arrived here Tuesday. Uh, of course, we left on Monday. And then tomorrow, we're going to move from Cape Town to the wine country for a couple of days, even though I don't drink. It's always interesting to see how how wines are uh, manufactured in South uh, South Africa is a major wine producer. So it's kind of like a Napa Valley type tour then um two days later we're moving to the eastern side of of the country to go on safari at um, Londolozi game reserve
2: that sounds so fantastic i wish i was there i'm not jealous of the flight situation because i don't know how i would do on a 15-hour flight but i still wish i was there
3: well i wish (laughs) you were here too sweetheart
2: (laughs) (laughs) maybe one day we'll go together uh-huh. And maybe
3: one day it's, they, I will tell you, South Africa, uh, it's my first time to come here. And I have been blown away by how nice and friendly people are. What a beautiful country it is. And it's just so far the first you know, few days of our trip have been fantastic.
2: Good. You know, and I had,
3: os- I had ostrich for dinner tonight, <laughs> an ostrich filet, which is kind of like a beef filet. And who knew? Kind of an interesting new experience.
2: Yeah, you can't get that on the menu here. Uh, no. Well, what's funny is you talked about how, you know, you always take a, a sun cruise in the middle of Alabama winter to escape the yes. cold. And now you've escaped the Alabama summer to go to South African winter.
3: Correct. I, correct. I, think a little heat,
2: backwards.
3: I saw that the heat index in, in Birmingham today is well over 100. And if it's any consolation, it's 48 degrees right now here.
2: Well, as someone that likes cold weather, that sounds lovely. (laughs) Well, I'll never forget back when I was teaching, y'all took a a slow boat to Rome trip, another transatlantic trip. And that was also one of your early cruises. And I'll never forget, I had gone into the office, the main office at school, and my principal asked how y'all were doing. And I said, well, they're on a slow boat to Rome right now. And he just said, man, it must be nice to be retired. But y'all actually, yeah. you're not retired. And mom actually wasn't retired for that trip.
3: No, no, that was in uh, 2017. Uh, we enjoyed that that transatlantic cruise to Lisbon uh, that I referenced uh, so much. We originally booked a trip to uh, a cruise to Alaska the following year. Well, in, in June of se- 2017 and about Four or five weeks prior to that cruise, the cruise line reached out to us and said, Would y'all be interested in giving up your Alaskan cruise? And we will pay you for that. And I said, Tell us more. And we were actually booked to go on that with, with um my sister-in-law and her husband, uh, Felicia and Jerry. And uh Jerry got the same offer and and we couldn't figure out why why that it happened but it it turned out that a uh, i think it was food and wine magazine wanted some rooms on that particular cruise for some reason and so they bought us out the problem we had is here we were four or five weeks prior to that trip and um barbara had cleared her business schedule and so i looked at the cruise line at what where their other ships were going and we saw this Another transatlantic. And we said, Oh, that's interesting. That was going from Miami to Rome. So we booked that and we called it affectionately the Slow Boat to Rome. All of Barbara's posts, social media posts she did, she did the hashtag Slow Boat to Rome. And we had another great time uh, on that. But we weren't retired. And um, I'm still not retired. Barbara wasn't retired. And she could have retired in 2015, but she was not emotionally ready to retire we still you know she had been she was late in her career with Pfizer she had a an ample amount of vacation so we could afford to do a, a two-week trip uh, from a time perspective you're right people just look at the way we travel and just assume we're retired get people that assume I'm retired all the time that when they see how we travel but there are ways that you can manage both
2: so Mom, you said mom had cleared her work calendar so that she could take that slow boat to Rome. But how did you make it work, working while well, we, she, traveling?
3: Yeah, she cleared her calendar for the Alaska trip. Mm-hmm. So we just looked and picked a different ship. And our favorite cruise line is Oceana Cruises. And they had at the time, they have seven ships now, but they had six ships then. And so we just picked an alternative ship with the same window of time. So that so mom didn't have a void in an empty schedule so we just wanted to go out and have something fun to do uh and then of course we have the world famous katie hammock our wonderful assistant who has always been fabulous at at taking care of clients and things that i may need her to do if i'm if i'm gone to make sure people get taken care of
2: i know that your clients really appreciate you working even From different places in the world and a lot of times they don't even know that you're gone when they reach out to you sometimes
3: sometimes sometimes they don't so although I have a client that lives in Dothan his name is Robert he called me and he says I'm not catching you on a trip And I said well as a matter of fact you are and what's interesting (laughs) is that Robert and his wife have actually gone on two cruises with us so (laughs) that's it, he knows us extremely well.
2: Yeah. Well, explain the appeal of a cruise.
3: Well, we like cruises. A, you can travel around and see a lot of things and unpack one time. So it's you know it's usually a hassle to get there if you're traveling internationally. It's not so hard to get to Miami, for for instance, but. But if you're traveling to Europe or Asia or some other part of the world or, or South Africa, you know, once you get to the cruise ship, you unpack one time and only repack one time. So you may be gone for two weeks and you've moved into a, to a cabin. So it's it works very nicely. Plus you know the food is good the, the service is great and it's a it, to me it's a great way to see the world
1: so that sounds so lovely with the slow boat is that just a nickname or is that a particular kind of cruise
3: no 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 that was a, that was what we called it is slow you know kind of off of the old phrase uh, which i think was something from some movie in the in the 40s or something slow boat to china we okay. just nicknamed that particular cruise the slow boat to rome Okay. Uh, because a cruise ship travels at, uh, I don't know, it's a, probably between 15 and 20 miles an hour.
1: So technically so did, it's a slow boat. It, yeah.
3: Yeah. So okay. the, the actual crossing, you know, for instance, um, that that Rome to Miami cruise, we went from Miami to, I think, Bermuda. So we had like two days to get to Bermuda. And then from Bermuda to the uh, Azores, which is islands uh, off the coast of the Iberian Peninsula. The Azores are part of Portugal, but uh, that is from Bermuda to the Azores is probably five days consecutive where you don't see land. And then uh, from the Azores to the entrance of uh, The Mediterranean is about another two days. so And then we hit a few ports in the Mediterranean on our way to Rome. But you never have more than about five days without a port. And those days are very relaxing. Actually, sea days are some of our favorites because if you want to have a day, you can be as busy as you want. There's a lot of activities or lectures or things you can do on board a, a, a cruise ship. But if you want to do nothing, you can relax and do a lot of nothing. And that's very enjoyable as well at times.
2: It does sound lovely, the idea of unpacking one time. I, I was Correct. really lucky to travel often with students and take several student trips. And it was about every two or three days we were moving to a different city. And ooh, let me tell you, when you have 18 or more students with you moving to a different city every few days, that's a lot of
4: luggage.
3: It is, and it's just a little bit, you know, we have to pack up tonight and because we're moving to the wine country tomorrow, so we're going to throw everything in the suitcases (laughs) and be ready to be picked up early in the morning.
2: Well, if someone is listening to this today and they think, wow, this all sounds so nice, but I'm probably 20, 30 years away from being able to travel like this, what advice would you give them?
3: Well, to do trips like what we enjoy doing, takes two things it takes time and money and probably a, maybe a third thing. You need to have a sense of adventure to be, you know, to want to see things and in, in the world. So I, I think it takes a little bit of curiosity and, and desire to experience things that you may never have experienced before, but time and money are essential uh, to do trips internationally. I would not consider an international trip. Because of the the difficulty of the tr- air travel, unless it was going to be at least a two-week trip. So you need to find yourself in a position to be able to take two weeks away from whatever your responsibilities are from managing managing time. Sometimes that means, like I do, that you have the ability to stay connected. And I'm I'm blessed with great technology. Shout out to to RFG Advisory, our registered investment advisory firm that provides us with great technology that allows us to be able to to do this. And and um, and and our our tech support gentleman Ben in the background, so he's here there in the podcast studio with Allison. So thank you, Ben. And then um, money, it takes money. Uh, one of the things that. That Barbara and I I didn't realize how important it was at the time, but we've been very disciplined throughout our entire adult lives to save and then invest that savings wisely over the years. We always our first expenditure every month. Was savings and we went to that and then we lived on what was what was left and we just and we lived within our means so we did that we did not pursue new cars every year and other things of that nature we we tried to live relatively modest and i think we provided you and your brother everything you needed and probably more we were diligent about saving throughout our entire lives and it helped position us, you, you know, the interesting thing about saving and investing for 40 plus years, you know, you wake up one day and what was a relatively insignificant amount of money has become a more significant amount of money. And and then that money can grow and earn upon itself. So it's kind of a compounding effect and it takes, you know, it's, it's harder for somebody to save there and, and get to from zero to a hundred thousand dollars, it's probably harder to get from there to a hundred than it is to get from one hundred thousand to five hundred thousand. Um, because once you have investable math, that investable mass can work for you as well. So saving for a long period of time, investing that strategically and wisely, which is where a good financial advisor like Allison or myself can come in is I think, very important. And then you wake up and you find yourself that if you want to take a trip, you know, wherever we have probably and it's already booked in 2025, perhaps our most glamorous trip going to be yet is going to go from Bangkok to Dubai on a cruise. We're going to get to see the Taj Mahal on that trip, by the way, in India. So um, you wake up and you find yourself that you can, in fact, do these things if that's what you choose to do. I think one other thing that's probably important is to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of your body, your one and only body that God grants you, and treat it with the respect that it needs to be treated, you may not find yourself in the good enough health to be able to travel because it is at times a challenge. Most days when we're traveling, if we're counting steps, it might be anywhere between 10 and 20,000 steps in a day, depending on what kind of tours we're on or or whatever. So you need to be in relatively good physical condition to travel uh, with any kind of adventure at all. So I think those are the things that mostly that you need to be able to do.
2: I love that answer. One of the things I think about when y'all travel all the time is how how much FOMO I have, fear of missing out, you know. And sure. but I think about it and I think, you know, I'd rather have FOMO now in my 30s than in my 60s or 70s. So but that's
3: true. It is. You can't wake up, I think. And unless you know you're going to inherit a lot of money or, you know, you have a business that, you know, you're going to be able to sell for and, and realize some sort of significant windfall. It takes a lifetime of preparation to to do what what Barbara and I are fortunate enough to do. We didn't know this is how we were going to that this was going to be the direction our lives would take. We got a little taste of it of the traveling and realized we liked it and realized we were also fortunate enough to have at least inadvertently prepared for it. So now, we're very fortunate.
2: some people might not listen to this and think, oh, yeah, I want to travel like that. They might have other dreams or they might define living their best life in a different way. Would your advice change for them?
3: No, I I still think I advocate for anyone, first and foremost, live within your means. You can dig yourself in a hole that is very, you can dig yourself in a hole in three months That can take you years to get out of if you don't apply a little discipline in your life to live within your means. I do think that, first of all, even just to retire, let alone do something extraordinary other than living expenses, you need to save and invest wisely. So that becomes also critically important. And frankly, I I still advocate (laughs) take care of your body, take care of yourself and love yourself like God loves you.
1: I love that. I think that's great advice. Yeah, I think that taking (sighs) care of your health is probably something we all just kind of take for granted. And as we get older, it gets harder and harder to stay healthy. So let's try and do what we can to remain strong and healthy.
3: Yeah, it's, um, you know, people know, I mean, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know, I'm 66, I'm almost 67. And I feel like that I'm in as good a health as I've probably been in in the last 20 years. And it, it comes because I work out and I try to take care of myself and be try to watch what I eat. I think it's all good and I feel good. So there's a lot of people um, that, that are not blessed that way when they're in their 60s.
2: And I won't let you quit coming to the gym anytime soon.
3: No, I won't won't quit. Shout out to our friends at Iron Tribe.
1: I'm very, very glad that I decided after considering not doing it, I did my workout this morning. Boy, would I be feeling bad right now.
3: (laughs) You know, Wendy, I have never regretted a workout after I did it.
1: Afterwards, yeah. It's a completely different
3: story. (laughs) Yeah, but I have tried to talk myself out of going a few times. (laughs)
1: Yes, that is exactly true, Jack. We are so excited to have been able to have you uh, from South Africa. We're so excited for you. Mm, Oh, jealous. Uh, So I hope the rest of your trip is amazing. I have family that was just on safari last year. The pictures that they sent was were incredible. So I know you're going to have an amazing time.
3: Well, thank you, Wendy.
1: Allison, how can people get in touch with you if they have more questions? They have more
2: questions, they can reach out to me on my cell phone, 205 504 9868.
1: And thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell thank you for listening to the bamcam podcast with jack
0: burnett and allison castellano from rfg advisory click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available visit our website at rfgadvisorywealth.com jack burnett or give us a call at
4: 205-510-9072
0: and don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available
4: content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guest nor our FG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest, They do not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory LLC. RFG Advisory or RFG. A registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.